0: would you like to spell out why this is going to be a gigantic mess of a show sure yeah so we for, for on each of our sides
1: yes so we 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 are both um in as as you you know as you would say less than optimal uh, recording uh, situations where i think i don't know if i've actually mentioned this on the show or not but you know i have an ikea desk i've had it for maybe about 3 years now and i drilled the road podcaster mic boom into it Maybe six, eight months ago. And slowly over the last couple of months, the desk has been sort of bending inwards on itself. I'm I'm assuming because of the weight of the, the microphone boom. And eventually last week, it got to the point where I was concerned with my Rode Podcaster potentially just falling off the desk entirely and falling onto the floor, which would be bad. So I am literally holding the Rode Podcaster... In my hand, just in front of my face right now, which is not at all how you're supposed to use it. Gotcha. But you have an even more interesting setup.
0: Um, I know. I think mine. I, I'm like a mobile professional right now. <laughs> um, so I think I mentioned this a couple episodes ago. Is that uh, since I went kind of all in on the iPad Air 2, um, I wanted to try out a one week experiment where I used, uh, I put my um retina macbook pro away for an entire week and i can't touch it and i'm using i'm doing absolutely everything this week on an ipad air um, so that's why this sounds so terrible and why this call will probably drop multiple times in the middle of this whenever i try to switch applications <laughs> I'm, I'm currently working on EarPods, uh on an ipad air 2 in a keyboard case and trying to uh not throw it out the window
1: Oh, so, so at least you do have a keyboard. That seems like that's a big help.
0: Oh god, Ooh. a keyboard is mandatory for for you. Like I don't understand how anybody pretends to get work done with with the touchscreen keyboard entering anything in that's more than three words at a time.
1: I well, you know, I think I actually find the iPad Minis keyboard to be pretty good.
0: I mean, I don't think it's it's just it's 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 just awkward and. I don't know. It's tricky, and I'm not. I'm not a big uh, Siri voice dictation guy.
1: Well, actually, so that that was one of the questions I, I caught myself before we started recording that I wanted to say for the show is: Do you find yourself using Siri
0: more? No, I use Siri a lot on my iPhone, but when I'm using this more, this iPad kind of in a, in the in like a productivity context, um, no, I would never find myself talking to it, which is why I don't like a lot of people who talk about Siri coming to the Mac. I don't ever find that as like an appealing option, just because that's not how I would ever use anything.
1: I, I I think the only time I've ever used Siri over the, the as long as I can remember is just to set the timer. I literally don't use it for anything else.
0: And she's waiting in suspense. Oh, the, the, and she doesn't want you to overcook that egg either. The, the
1: snarky comments that she always leaves. I wish there was a way I could turn those off. I really do.
0: What would the, what would the option be? Like, don't be mouthy, or like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, keep I, it to yourself, lady. Sure
1: that that both of those would be fine.
0: I, actually, I have a question. What, what in your day to day life, if it, do you see many people using Siri? And if you do, do people ever switch it away from the female Siri voice? Because a male Siri is also available.
1: I. I can honestly say that I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody use Siri like in public. I feel like that's something you do more in in private. Hmm. So I can't answer the second part of the question as to whether or not people switch the voice. I assume some do. Gotcha. In, <laughs> it, it, insightful. I know.
0: That's well, what, anyway, um, next on next week's show, um, we'll have a full detailed recap on uh, whether or not the iPad Air two can be a uh, suitable productivity device uh, substitute for most tasks instead of a, a traditional laptop.
1: Yes, we 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 did not want to get, you know, into all the details this week, but I felt like we needed to at least address it because both both on your end and my end the the audio quality I think has the chance of being not quite uh, up to snuff again as you would say. Yeah.
0: It's not bad. like I don't know. It uh...
1: We'll see. I mean, your, your, my audio might be relatively similar to how it normally is because, I mean, all I have to do is just hold the mic fairly still. That doesn't seem too tough, but your audio is certainly going to be a, a step down from what it normally is. Sure.
0: I wish I could just buy a Surface.
1: I'm, I was also remarking uh, before we started recording about how I'm surprised that, you know, before, you know, you got the Rode Podcaster, you were using your earpods on your... Your MacBook. And they didn't really sound that bad. They sounded pretty good actually. Um, I'm surprised what a difference there is between using the exact same headphones on a
0: laptop versus just on the iPad. Yeah. I wonder if there's a way to um, well actually I'm not sure it would matter but I wonder if there's a way to um, rig up like some type of input where the Rode Podcaster would work.
1: I was wondering that too. I bet there is. I'm sure it's nothing like first party but
0: but the I'm, thing the, is i g like I guess what concerns me is that the same audio device has poorer audio quality when going through an iPad and I don't know if that's the skype application compressing data or what it is, but yeah, you definitely sound worse, so I assume that I sound worse as well
1: you do yeah and i um <laughs> no I mean you know i don't i don't it's not personal but um yeah i'm I'm surprised i i, I guess the i guess man, maybe it is just compression or maybe your laptop is doing some type of extra processing on the audio that the iPad's not capable of doing? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, as you said, we'll, we'll save a majority of your findings until, until next week. At yeah. which point, as you remarked a, a minute ago, maybe you'll
0: just have bought a Surface. I wish I could. It seems like such an appealing device.
1: Yeah, I, I think I mentioned this on the show. I wish that I could... Use a Surface at work. That would be really interesting. I don't really think I would want one just as a kind of supplemental personal device, but I would be pretty interested trying it out as a like true hybrid, you know, laptop tablet at work. Cause I could see applications where, you know, I'm at my desk most of the time, so I've got it hooked up to a keyboard and mouse and it's kind of the full traditional Windows experience, but then maybe. When I go to a meeting, I use it more as, like, a tablet for note-taking. I could actually see that being pretty neat.
0: Hmm. Yeah, because the, the new ones, they they already abandoned that whole Windows RT thing, right? So they're just full-fledged Windows computers now, right? Um, what do you mean with the Surface Pro 3? Like, in the sense that it's, like, kind of like a mid-range laptop. Like, it's got, like, a Core i5 in it, and it's not really, like, some weird like architecture it it does what a full windows computer does
1: you know i guess i haven't been following it closely enough but now that you mention it you don't ever hear any like surface pro 3 like rt version or something like that it does seem like it's just one model with different levels of specs yeah which as we i think we've discussed on the show have a shockingly wide range of pricing wasn't it something like $1,000 or not? maybe not that much? $600, oh, no, it, six, it, it, like start, it,
0: it starts at like 699 or something. And then when you actually make it a good one, it ends up being like $1,980. <laughs> I, like well, if, one... you, if you want more than like 2 gigs of RAM and you want like more than 32 gigs of space, it ends up just getting ridiculously expensive, which is fine because it's like a full computer. But I think the, the trouble is that it gets lumped into more um, like iPad and like Galaxy tablet pricing. Because people discount that it's a full computer.
1: Wasn't there some option we looked at though, where it was going? I think it was just going from an i5 to an i7, where the price went up like six hundred bucks or something. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess enough enough talking about um, enough meta stuff. Enough meta stuff. Yes, that that's the phrase I was looking for. Um, okay. So I think so- I think what I want to start with. Let's just get it out of the way. Is and this because this is our last chance to do this before next week's Apple event? Uh, this is to to speculate on the Apple Watch. So, as I'm sure you know, all the listeners know because they're knowledgeable and plugged into this stuff. Apple announced uh, last week that they're going to be holding an event. It's on Monday, right? The ninth.
0: I did not know it was actually coming up that soon. Yeah, I, I totally forgot it was already March. I thought normally they do these
1: things on a Tuesday, but the ninth is. I just double checked. It is a Monday and um you know presumably this is going to be a, an apple watch focused event maybe even an apple watch exclusive event um and you know we'll we'll probably find out pricing pre-order information actual release date i mean i, I assume that we'll we'll leave this event having uh, no stone left unturned as as you're famous for saying so yeah
0: i'd hope so so i guess for me i'm not super it, like a lot of time and and word count has been applied towards like what is the pricing gonna be for like the um the apple watch what what's the um what's the normal one called like the the steel stainless steel one is it just called apple watch? I think it's just called apple watch yeah, yeah. like a lot of effort has been wasted or or has been spent on what that and the addition are gonna cost, and I don't really actually care too much about that like I'm probably gonna i I'll, i'll'll eventually get the sport. Unless the um, regular Apple watch is within I would say like one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars because I'm sure it would look nicer, but I'm not gonna spend double the price on it. Um and and the Apple Watch Edition seems like it's gonna be like a, a weird like niche product for the Asian market and like extreme luxury in like developed nations. So that's not that interesting to me. Like I think what's going to be cool or interesting is is the bands when uh, application developers get like a full SDK so they can actually do cool stuff with it and just finding out what exactly how limited the battery life is going to be. Like those are the important questions that I think are going to be answered. But again, as I've said before, I'm going to get one no matter what, and I'll be disappointed in complaining about it in <laughs> late April on this very show.
1: I I, ag- I agree for the most part that I I am I am kind of curious about the pricing, just not not really in the sense that I've spent a lot of time thinking about it, but more in the sense that if some of the rumors are true and the you know edition edition is like ten thousand dollars or something crazy like that, I just it's just going to be interesting to see what the reaction to that is and how how that actually ends up doing in the market. Uh, I mean, not that I guess we'll really ever know because Apple doesn't traditionally break out uh, unit distribution between different models, but people find ways to get into those numbers. But anyway, the, the, the one thing I do actually personally find interesting between the three different models and pricing and such is whether or not with the regular kind of steel version, A, how much the bands for that are going to be. And B, are you going to be able to use those bands on the Apple Watch Sport model? Um, It seemed like a given you would be able to after the initial announcement, but Gruber had a post this week or last week where he speculated that's not going to be the case. So, um, I'm going to be disappointed if you can't use any of the nicer bands on the uh, sport model or if those bands which grubers also speculated are like multiple hundreds of dollars three
0: four five hundred dollars so i guess for me um i don't think apple would ever go through the trouble of manufacturing a whole bunch of additional bands just for the point of limiting consumer choice like I thought during the original announcement that they mentioned that it was like extremely modular, and the whole point was that you can interchange bands for whatever type of um, like event or or whatever kind of day you were gonna have. So I don't see bands being exclusive to any particular series.
1: well, i I didn't think so either, but then if you think about what you know what Gruber is saying is that, he thinks that the you know the steel bands are gonna be like at least three or four hundred dollars
0: maybe even more in some cases and well, so, sure so so why would why would Apple not gladly sell that to somebody who has an Apple watch sport that's a good I fit. think I think the difference is gonna be that Apple is going to um strategically price out what bands come with like like let's say you want to buy the Apple watch sport I don't think you can buy it with particularly the bands that would be most applicable to the Apple Watch regular. I think if you want to, you can buy a secondary band, but I don't think, like, in the box, the Sport will be ever shipped with leather bands. I think that'll be entirely separate.
1: Well, yeah, I I definitely agree with that, but I don't
0: know. I I don't see what the point is of locking out consumers like, I think, like, that just doesn't make sense to me. That would be like Apple saying, try, like, trying to get accessories that, like, let's say, if it works with the 5S, you can't get it if you have the 5C. Like, it seems like too much of a distinction just for the purposes of f***ing over customers. I don't see how that helps them. I think... I don't know. I think with this product that a not a lot of it is going to be based on the original selling price of the actual watch. That's going to be the expansion and accessories and that's where the really high margin kind of like fashion marketing and kind of economics take place. And again, for the US market, I'm completely discounting the Apple Watch edition cuz so I think that's just it's going to be a ridiculous product for ridiculous consumers.
1: I like I like that point about the the real the real money-making possibilities being sort of not, not within the initial purchase, but with all the accessories isn't really the right word here, but you kind of know what I mean.
0: Well, yeah, like I think like I don't, that's like uh, traditionally like in in retail, like that's where people make their money. It's not necessarily the, the initial unit. It's going to be that like, if somebody has the Apple watch, if you have like, let's say you're going to buy yourself the Apple watch sport, and I'm sure you're going to go with the uh, the lime green sport band, right? Oh, oh, you bet. But that's not appropriate for all contexts. Right. If you're going to have a, like a nice business dinner, or you're going out on uh, <laughs> like a yeah, my,
1: yes, my my nice business dinners, yes.
0: <laughs> um, I don't think you're going to go to a fine dining restaurant with your bright lime green silicone or like high gloss plastic band. You're going to want a nice like professional like leather looking band. Otherwise, like that looks weird. So I think you're gonna buy your Apple Watch Sport for three fifty with its little cheap plastic band, and you're gonna spend an extra eighty nine to two hundred dollars on the leather thing, right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I guess it, my my vision coming out of the initial event was that I'd I'd like to have one of the sport bands, and then I'm actually not a huge fan of leather bands for watches, so I was hoping to get one of the like stainless steel bands as well to, you know, wear in the, uh, as you say, the, you know, the business dinner context. Um, but I don't know, Gruber, Gruber seems to think that that's not going to be a possibility. And what I was, was going to say earlier to kind of finish up my original thought was it just feels weird to buy a four or $500 band for a $350 watch. That, that's,
0: that, that just doesn't intuitively make a lot of sense. And I don't think that's how it's going to be. I think a lot of people are overestimating. Like, I, 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 everybody keeps trying to apply these these wacky fashion economics of, like, false scarcity and, like, just ridiculous pricing. And I know that they want, like, a lot of people are saying, like, no, you can't think about this like a traditional technology product. But I think they're going too far off the deep end. To the point where Apple still wants to make money. And, they, and they've understood that they can sell an iPad and then they can get a whole bunch of money from people who want to buy like leather smart cases for that iPad for like 80 bucks a pop. And they might want to get different colors. But there has to be a reasonableness so that people don't feel gouged. And I think particularly with the American consumer, like I'm not saying they have to try to appeal to the like Walmart demographic, but they can't go nuts on this. Like, if the Apple, like, and I don't, it, it it's tricky to me that I don't understand how much money Apple wants to make from this product. Because if they make it too boutique and kind of, like, weird, it won't make a dent in their sales. And I don't understand what all the effort is for then. Like, this has to make money. And that means moving a lot of units. And that means boosting the original sale price. $50 to $300 by selling additional stuff for it. Like if they make it weird and they try to like lock consumers into certain classes and say, oh no, this works with that, but that doesn't work with this because we artificially made it so, that's, that's not good business. Apple's not a fashion house company. Apple is the most valuable and most profitable company in the world. I just don't get it.
1: I you know I one of the things I just have absolutely no sense of is what the demand would be for multiple thousands of dollars ver- versions of of the Apple Watch. I cuz I I mean I as somebody who's never purchased There's not going to be much. Well I don't I don't necessarily know that's true though because Like I
0: think it is because the thing is like this is going to be an object that's going to be obsolete extremely quickly. I honestly don't think there's that big enough of a market of people who are willing to waste. Let's say we're like it's on the conservative side of things, like that this thing costs two or three thousand dollars. What what weirdo? Or there aren't enough weirdos that are willing to waste that kind of money on something that has a battery that's not going to hold a charge in two to three years.
1: Well, I I don't actually, to be honest, I that battery is that's a given problem. But there's also just the fact that technologically the screen the speed, everything is gonna seem completely obsolete compared to the model that comes out a couple of years from now. I mean, compare an iPhone six to an iPhone four. I mean it's night and day. So yeah, I bet the whole upgradeability or lack thereof issue that we've talked about, you know, plenty on this show, that's really, really interesting. Um and I think it's it's going to be fascinating if Apple doesn't announce any sort of ability to upgrade or in any way enhance the Apple Watch at some point in the future. And if they do just say, hey, here's a $8,000 watch that is technologically going to be obsolete in two years,
0: sorry. And that's the thing, like everybody keeps trying to suggest that, yes, there's still an audience for that. I honestly don't think there's that many people. Where it makes sense to make that,
1: I I have no idea. Just because high end watches are a market that I know so little about, you know, as somebody who's never bought a high end watch before and has never even you know done research into high end watches.
0: Um... But the thing, but the thing is about high end watch is that most of those are like like time like that. There's there's a value to it to the point where you're like. This is going to last Forever, an extremely yeah. long period of time. It has aesthetics that will never go out of style. Right. Like electronics are not that way at all. They have a shelf life. Like the original iPhone looks really weird <laughs> compared to everything else. So therefore, like, uh, like, uh, like, I don't know anything about watches, but some fancy, uh, like Omega or like Citizen, like, or Rolex, like time, uh, like timepiece, it. It has, like, if if you pick one up from the 80s, it has, like, this aesthetic value, and it still does its job. So that makes it somewhat worth the price. I don't know. I, I think people are, I think a ton of people don't want to get, like, pigeonholed for being, like, too, like, consumer tech about it. But I think a lot of people are going off the deep end in terms of trying to apply, like, a different thinking about it. Like, there's not going to be rarity. Or exclusivity to an Apple Watch, and also anybody in America who buys a gold Apple Watch is going to look like an asshole. <laughs> like if, if we're just being very plain about it, like who buys that? Because that's just literally saying, look at all the money I have to spend on something that's a complete waste because it it's disposable. Like unless I can take this to an like an, uh, like certain like a certain regional Apple store where okay, they're going to melt it down and they'll <laughs> buy back the gold. Like I don't get it. Like this is this is such a confusing and 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 weird product to me. Like I I understand smartwatches will eventually be a thing, and that fitness trackers are a thing and all this stuff, but like people who just keep harping on the addition, I I, it's weird. I hope the Apple Watch uh, regular is four ninety nine, so that's what I get.
1: You know what's funny is we started off this conversation by saying how we, we really weren't interested in the different models and pricing and here we are we've spent the first 10 minutes of this discussion focusing on just that it's not that
0: i'm not interested it's just that it frustrates me that people like keep they're focusing on the least important part of it because uh, because an exclusive product that just appeals to the the top 10th of the 1% like the 0.01% Wait, no, that, the 0.1%, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm slow tonight without my actual calculator on a Mac. Sure. Um, like, that's that's not a product that's going to change the world. They're, they're losing sight of what actually is going to spur widespread adoption of this type of technology. Like, cell phones are important. Mobile internet is important because everybody gets it eventually. So how much a solid gold... It, Mediocre smartwatch that you have to charge every day, like that's so, so boring. Well, I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know. The, um, the other way to look at this is, you know, because the sport model is exists and is going to start at three fifty. Who cares? I mean, it it doesn't. It, in some ways, it doesn't even matter what the other two models are priced at because if it's something you're not interested in, like you and I aren't, who cares? We'll just we'll buy the sport one and be on our way. I mean, those those other two models could. Not even exist for all we care. It doesn't affect our purchase or our use of the model that we end up getting.
0: Well, like, unless there's some type of orange uh, band that's exclusive to the Apple Watch regular, <laughs> in which case, uh, shut up and take my money. I it, like dude, if if there's some like orange leather band, I'll lose it. Because I was so disappointed that it's like some weird, like, salmony pink color when I saw that there might kind of be an orange version of the sport. And alas, no.
1: Well, you know,
0: the other thing you have to
1: think is that there are going to be just a billion different third-party bands,
0: too. Yeah, but that's lame. Like, that is one of the things where I will kind of get into the fashion consciousness thing. But that's like getting a really fancy thing and then putting on, like, Kmart socks. <laughs> That's like you. That you, might you be bu- the
1: weirdest analogy you've
0: ever used on this show. No, you buy like some fancy, like I don't know who's a who's a fashion designer. Um, like you, you, I know nothing about fashion. Wow. But you buy some like some nice suit or something, or you buy some really nice shoes, and then you're wearing like Kmart socks underneath. Like, what's what's the point? Like, that's <laughs> weird. Like, who wants to buy? Who wants to wear? It's like buying off-brand Cheetos. Like, why are you going to do that? Off-brand Cheetos? Like, you're, you're buying, like, uh, like Safeway brand, like, chips. No, you don't do that.
1: Wow, I thought the uh, the Kmart sock analogy was the weirdest one you've ever had, but less than a minute later, you came in with something even stranger. Well done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you shop at Safeway. You understand what off-brand Cheetos are?
1: I, no, I I can honestly say
0: I don't. Okay. <laughs> anyway. So again like so for the watch like again well let, let let's step back. Uh, who who cares about the pricing? Do you first do you think it's going to be good for the first 6 months or do you think it's going to be really underwhelming? How long do you think it's going to take to be good? And do you think it'll sell well?
1: I think <clears throat> I think I think the the I mean it's so it's so subjective. Your first question about whether it's going to be good. I think for somebody like me who already has used you know a, a smartwatch for some period of time and has seen the potential and how great it is to get notifications on your wrist, I if if I can just have a better version of that, yeah, I, I think that's going to be awesome. Um, I think I think similar to the to the iPhone and really the iPad. It's probably not going to be until the 3rd version, maybe even the 4th version before we consider it to be a really solid great product. Cuz I think like if I if I look back at all the iPhones I had, I think it was really the iPhone 4 which I thought like I remember taking that out of the box and between the new, you know, thinner form factor, the Retina screen, the glass back, Everything about it just felt really, really great, and um, you know, it seems like Apple Watch could follow
0: a similar pattern. I think the part about that's the, that's trickier is that you need a phone, and the iPhone was substantially better than most. I still wouldn't say it's a polished, great product. I, I agree that when Retina display came out, and you had like HSPA or like slightly higher speed data, that that was important but i think to convince like the phone was already a, a product category that people were bought into like people needed phones but needing an accessory to your phone that's just not very good for the first 3 years who's going to buy it to sustain the product like just idiots like us like that's that that doesn't sustain a business i don't know that, that so that their
1: third question was how successful do we think this is going to be i i have no idea I I really don't. The only the only thing I think about when I think about what people are going to think of this and how many people are going to buy it is, um, when people ask about my Pebble, you know, I, I've I think I've mentioned this a couple of times on the show. Generally, people think it's really cool. And, but how
0: many of them go out and buy one? Well, that's the thing. They're they're, I, they're very available.
1: Um, I don't know. I mean. I think the, the pebble and concept is neat, but then when you get into the details of a black and white screen that isn't a touchscreen, I think that kind of turns people away. But I think if you offer them something which is, is conceptually even better and has a lot of the more traditional features that people have come to expect, like a color screen, touchscreen, all that stuff except you have to charge it every day. So it's so it's I you know So it's way worse in that respect. I've been thinking about that more cuz you and I have gone back and forth on that some even offline and I really don't think that's a big deal. I I think the only thing that would be real bad is if it was a struggle to get through a full day. If if you're not if you're not comfortably able to get through a full day on a charge, that I think is where the battery becomes a huge issue, but I think if you're easily able to you know come home in the evening and still have you know twenty or thirty percent of charge left and you just put it on the charger that's that's fine. I don't see that as an issue at all.
0: strongly disagree, and I know we don't we don't have to get into that, but strongly disagree
1: well we we were joking about this I think through text message, but i and i again i I do not at all think this is a selling point, but I do think that in practice. It it just it, it's easier to get into a habit of charging something every day as opposed to something like like my so my Pebble is an example I think my Bose Bluetooth headphones are another example where they last you know three to five days depending on how much I use them within each of those days and sure enough I always forget to charge my Pebble I always forget to charge those Bose Bluetooth headphones but I never forget to charge my iPhone. And you know, your part, iPhone is
0: dramatically more important of than your watch,
1: and that—that's part of it. But I do think another—I
0: do think another are, big
1: part of it is the fact that every night, you know, as I'm the last thing I do generally before I get into bed is I put my iPhone on the charger, and because I do that every night, it's just you know it's just habit.
0: i, I you're not going to find a way, at least with me, to spin that into a positive.
1: No, I don't like, think I don't think it's I don't think it's a positive necessarily. I'm just saying that. I guess
0: what I'm saying, like, it's not that I think it should last forever. What I'm saying is, if you like, if you're busy or you forget to charge it one day, that's where the whole thing falls apart, and it ends up being like a Fitbit or one of those things where you're like, "Screw it, I I lived without it today. I'm not wearing it tomorrow." It's that kind of stuff. Again, a phone is so much more important and central to everything that you do. Whereas the Apple Watch or or smartwatches will not have kind of wedged themselves into people's lives in that respect, I I don't see how that's the case. I think it needs to have better battery life, at least to start, so that it kind of find so that it like kind of like just makes people want it first. Because there's no killer app yet that is going to force people to like put up with charging it every day. Nothing that we've seen so far. Says, wow, I need this. Like, can you think of any? Like, I understand it'll be nice to not have to pull your phone out of your pocket to get uh, to read a text message. But if you want to re- respond without being all weird and like sending your heartbeat or <laughs> using like awful Siri dictation that's going to work horribly over Bluetooth, like, let's be really honest about that, you're still going to take it out of your pocket. So I'm not sure how much this is actually saving regular people.
1: It, it's, it saves you a lot. Uh, speaking from experience with the Pebble, it
0: saves you a ton. And again, that's with a device that you have to charge once a week. So again, that's not a critical use case, I don't think, for most people. So is that worth charging another thing every day and having it, if you forget, be a useless paperweight?
1: Well, that is going to be another interesting part of this event. And I think you alluded to this at the beginning, which is seeing you know how far along you know WatchKit is and seeing what sort of third-party apps developers have come up with. Because I, I agree that when they you know demoed the watch in September, there were some neat things around the edges, but there really wasn't anything that you looked at and said, "Wow, you know that that's really amazing," or that's something that I really couldn't just do if I only had my phone. So,
0: well, I think quite the opposite. There's be t- like it. It. I don't think there's anything that it'll do that you couldn't just do with your phone. Well, maybe like said, I don't yeah, think it has that, any unique things other than that weird, like draw, like draw on a square or send your heartbeat. So that that's yeah, that's that's not the right way to think about it. I
1: the better better thing to to have said would have been, it'll be we want to see apps where having the watch makes your iPhone even better makes it, it makes it so that the experience of using an app is, is it's better having the Apple watch than it is just having your iPhone. I
0: look forward to that ever being the case. (laughs) No, I mean, like I, I really do, because I think this could be cool. And I like, I, I've like, it, have you had friends who tried fitness bands and then like a month later never saw them again?
1: Well, I, I, if by friends you mean me, yes. I mean that, That's, a, that's yes, my exact your own experience. Best friend. Yeah, that's, that's my exact experience. I had a Nike Fuel Band and then I also had a Fitbit and I, I gave up on both.
0: Well, the first one gave you a skin rash or got recalled. Right? No,
1: well, it, it got right. I personally was not affected by that, but yes, it did get recalled.
0: Like I've never stopped wearing my Fuel Band. Because I find a value f- uh, from it, because it it tracks my steps, it it gives me a it gives me simple motivation, and it's a very simple watch that I can charge once a week, so it has value for me. But I think for a lot of regular people who aren't that into this kind of stuff, that it's it's gonna be more of a chore to use than anything else, which is gonna prevent a ton of people from wasting. And also, you have to understand that these things are not subsidized, so people are literally gonna spend four hundred dollars on. An accessory to the phone that they got free on contract. Like, that's price is going to be another weird thing, too. It's because we, um, we look at these crazy iPhone sales, but again, you have to think of that so many of these are subsidized so heavily by their cellular carrier.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I just, it, it's going to be one of those things where I don't know. I, I don't I could see this going either way. I could see you either completely reversing on everything you're saying now and after having it for a few weeks you think it's awesome. I highly doubt that. <laughs> or I could see, you know, you basically just kind of reinforcing exactly what you think is gonna happen. But all I can say is from personal experience, having even just simple things like notifications on your wrist is a enormously useful thing. So
0: So I have a I have a question. Do you think do you think the uh, the Pebble is the, um, the creative nomad of smartwatches? No.
1: I think the concept of a smartwatch like the Pebble was something that was envisioned long before the Pebble and, and was going to happen regardless of whether Pebble ever came along. I mean, kudos to them for being one of the first to actually execute on that idea, but I don't think it's one of those situations where had Pebble not come out with its watch, that smartwatches just wouldn't have become a thing. No, that's that's
0: that's not necessarily what I mean. What I mean is that they are the ones who implement the idea and get the ball rolling, but just get steamrolled by somebody who can do it better in the same way that the iPod did that to music players. No, I I think um, like like what is Pebble's role in history and where where does it go going forward?
1: I don't I don't think it ha- I think I think its role in history is is Kickstarter. I don't think as a product it has much of a place in history because I think that the Apple Watch was going to come out when it did, regardless of whether the Pebble was ever created. I, unlike a situation such as the i the iPhone where smartphones would not have gone the direction they did had it not been for the iPhone. And I I think smartwatches are the opposite, where everybody kind of knew that was coming and that you'd wear something on your wrist at some point. And, you know, the Pebble had some interesting ideas, but I don't think it did anything that hadn't already been thought of and wouldn't have otherwise been executed on whether or not they came to be. (laughs) Hmm. Which is kind of a harsh thing to say, I guess, but I, I just I think that's I just think that's true. I don't think there's anything that's I don't think there's anything that Pebble necessarily brought to the table that wouldn't have been otherwise thought of by somebody else. Interesting. And I think, unfortunately, you know, they so you know a little bit of a tangent, but they last week announced their you know next version of the Pebble. Forget I even forget what it's called now. Is it the Pebble Color?
0: Pebble Time.
1: Pebble Time. That's right. Um, you know, smart to come out with it when they did because I this is probably going to be their last chance to have a big splash. You know, because the one of the things I put in the uh, the Slack this week is uh, Jason Snell's piece on on MacWorld. Interesting enough, um, where you know he kind of lays out the fact that. If you're an iPhone user, why, why in the world would you get a Pebble? Like what, other than the battery life, what other tangible benefit would you have of getting a third party device, which truth be told is really hacked together in terms of the way it integrates with iOS, as opposed to getting a device made by the same manufacturer as the phone and in which will have you know software hooks that no other device is gonna be able to offer
0: you want to stick it to the man
1: <laughs> i mean it's obviously it, it could be for android users i guess but well why like like android wear is terrible but it's so is the pebble probably the pebble's not terrible though it's really not it's so then, not... why do you want an apple watch well because the apple watch is going to be way better
0: is it oh yeah one of the key features is going to be way worse
1: I have this, I, you're not you're not gonna I'm get not, me to ever get off the battery life. Thing. I'm, I'm not sorry. bothered by the battery life thing. I'm I'm already picturing. I'm, I'm sitting here right by where I charge my iPhone every evening. I'm, I'll just have another cable for the Apple Watch. It'll go right on there. It's it's really not a big deal.
0: You just can't wait for the day when you can um, summon Ubers from your wrist. Ooh, is that basically it? I, I I hope. Although, hold on. Here's the thing. Because the the full SDK is available you don't get full motorcade support until version two. Mm. So that's that's a non-starter.
1: I hope on Monday we see a, a demonstration of the Uber app.
0: I hope they bring uh, the Lyft people on stage.
1: <laughs> oh, oh that, yeah. would be, that, that would be wonderful if we get some type of, of Uber demonstration. Have you ever signed up for Lyft? No.
0: Uh, they keep spamming me, and it's really annoying. Because Uber never does that.
1: I have but. I have been in lifts before, but I have not been the one who
0: requested it. Have you ever engaged in a fist bump with a lift driver? I, I'm sorry, is that a euphemism for something? No, isn't that isn't that their thing? They have the pink mustaches and they fist bump you. <laughs> um, I'm not joking. I thought this was their whole thing.
1: I, I was I mean, I, I was aware of the pink mustaches, of course, but I was not aware that. Fist bumping was the thing. I in the the lifts that I've been in, it's only been a couple. There, there was no, um there was no fist bumping involved. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, all right. Um. Oh, well, so what? I mean, what else? So we, the pricing.
0: Um. I think that's like I. D- again, I'm the wrong. I'm I'm the wrong person, but I, I just think it's going to be very limited, and I want to see how what. I think the press event that they're going to have is going to be them refreshing the public and the press's imagination on what they envision the product to be. And I really want to know how Apple sells that to people. Because I guess from day one for me, it will be a timepiece and a fitness tracker. And they have to remind me why I want that. Because this is like 'cause I'm gonna have to give up my fuel band for this to work I'm not gonna wear multiple fitness bands hmm. so like the the notifications and uh all of like the weird stuff um I'm not sure that's gonna appeal to me, so I think they have to sort that out first.
1: you know I was actually just looking i was looking at the uh, the apple watch uh website uh this weekend and um I had, I had totally forgotten about, I had remembered the heartbeat thing, but I had totally forgotten about drawing thing. Well, there was the drawing thing, but then there's also the, the notification thing where I guess you can like set it up with certain people where you can tap on your Apple watch. And when you do that, it like vibrates your friend's Apple watch, like as, as if you're like quite literally tapping them. That seems, um, that seems very odd.
0: You know let's say new ways to connect. I'm surprised that Skype hasn't crashed with me opening this
1: Are you, do you open Safari? Uh, I'm using
0: Chrome right now
1: you Chrome on iOS yeah
0: weird really Safari is I cannot wait until next week so I can properly express my frustration
1: do you do so you use Chrome on your iPhone and iPad?
0: Not on iPhone, but on iPad, it seems better suited.
1: Interesting.
0: So, let friends or loved ones know you're thinking of them with silent, gentle tap patterns that feel <laughs> on their wrist. Like, this is the weird stuff. Like, I don't... Who, who's going to do this outside of, like... A f- like, are all of these going to be, like, FaceTime in the sense where you use it once when you uh, get your phone originally and then you're like, why would I ever use this? Probably. Because like, how often do you actually use FaceTime on your phone? Never. There you go. FaceTime audio is very nice, though. Yeah. When you press two fingers on the screen, the built-in heart rate sensor records and sends your heartbeat. It's a simple and intimate way to tell someone how you feel.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's um strange.
0: And also these smiley faces. Do you remember when they were showing like that emo like their new like smiley face emoji thing? Yeah, I'm not a fan. It looks, it looks Samsungy, like yes. it looks really terrible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, I think that's um, that's probably everything with Apple Watch.
0: Yep. Uh, we will talk uh, next week. Is going to be a jam packed show. Oh, I mean, next. Year I'm going to complain huge. for about an hour for the iPad, and then we'll talk about this. I I have a feeling. Just have a feeling that coming
1: out of that Apple Watch event, there is going to just be. So much to talk about, even more than a regular apple event maybe well this so I guess so you know one, one last thing um do do you think there's gonna be anything else at the event, or is this just gonna be hundred percent apple watch <sighs> apple car <laughs> the app, they the Apple car, yes, or it's maybe maybe is. maybe the apple television set,
0: oh gene Munster <laughs> <laughs> he.
1: Oh, how great would that be is if it just there's the... the thing
0: is, I don't know if he's ever in attendance in these things. And like <laughs> like he he probably loses mind. <laughs> like he would run up on stage and just like take it. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't I don't think we'll see anything else at this event. I think they might uh they might do a flashback or they like because I think. um uh OS 10.10.3 is nearing release so they might kind of maybe do a recap of what iCloud photos will be maybe oh i meant i
1: guess i meant hardware wise i don't think oh hardware thing, no so. no i wish they would
0: make a new apple tv but they won't but i think
1: that's coming but yeah not not
0: at this event yeah so again i'm looking forward to it yeah spring spring see. forward yeah does that I always forget what direction that
1: means? <laughs> the clocks go forward an hour on a Saturday evening. Which,
0: Still perplexed.
1: Which means they. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. Joking. okay. Well, I can, And I, I can never be too sure with you. Yeah. Um. Well, so scrolling through the the Slack here, you said you had a couple of other small topics. Are they are they in here or are they just in in general?
0: No, well hold on. I have a couple of like I'll, I'll save them for the end, but I have a couple of like Andy Rooney uh, life complaints. Okay. Um, hold on. Um,
1: I mean, there you know, Mobile World Congress has been going on, and there's been you know a billion different Samsung phones announced. Um, surprise, surprise, the Galaxy S6 looks identical to an iPhone six. Who saw that? that? Who hold saw on. that coming? No,
0: let let's go there for a second. Okay. It is re- like yeah, it's, Samsung. It's bad. Jesus! No, the problem is one. If, so there's a couple of key things. Um, I did you ever did you see Gruber's uh, uh, tweet about um, about the similarities? I did. Do you know which one I'm talking about? the The one that shows the
1: bottom of the phone.
0: No, that's the that's the most like damning um, comparison shot where literally the headphone jack has also moved to the bottom. The microphone and speaker grill holes look exactly the same. <laughs> like if you squint, they look like the same, like just two of the same phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, he put um, he uh, he tweeted a uh, picture of setting up um, Samsung's fingerprint sensor.
1: Oh yes, I did see this.
0: And then he had a very good pun, which was uh, I think I've seen this before, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> and it was a picture of somebody's. Like it's shameless. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, it's it's nothing new, though. I mean, it's you know. no. But the thing is, Samsung like stepped away from that for just a little bit. Like they made way shittier products for it. Like they made plasticky pieces of junk with weird like eye tracking features and stuff that nobody wanted. But at least they were kind of doing their own thing. And then they started, <laughs> and then sales started uh, dragging. So now they're back to their old stuff.
1: So here's another crazy thing. Getting off of the the iPhone comparison thing, is so they announced the S six. And in conjunction, they announced what they're calling the S6 Edge, which appears to be basically be the same phone, but similar to what what was the name of the phone they came out with a year or two Gal- ago?
0: Well, it was like six months ago. The Galaxy Note Edge. Okay, right. Um, which, um, if you you can use the right side of the display as a ruler, <laughs> swear to God, out of the box, it's a ruler.
1: Yeah. So it had this it had this curved edge on one side of the screen. And so this, the S6 Edge has that similar type of thing, but on both edges of the phone. And I just, I just, cannot, I just cannot wrap my head around who would want that. Why, why is that a better experience? It didn't make sense with the Note doesn't Edge, and it sure as heck doesn't make sense with this because it's the same thing, but now on both sides.
0: It doesn't have to be better. It's innovation.
1: It's the next big thing
0: exactly <sighs> I, is like, it is it it's is.
1: it's kind of strange in a way how you know everybody everybody's saying you know mobiles mobiles the you know the next frontier and it, clearly it is but well, it's, no it's, it's the only frontier <laughs> but it's no seems, i mean it seriously seems weird no i know but it, it seems weird how irrelevant mobile world congress seems I mean, no, I any, disagree. Anything... No, no, no. That,
0: that's be, that's because you're an Apple-centric person. I think for the the other seventy percent of consumers, what HTC and Huawei and Samsung and all these others have to say does matter. Like that. Like you Like Sam, while, while Apple makes all the money in phones, there are still a lot of other smartphones being sold running worse software
1: hmm maybe maybe i maybe i am too uh apple centric as you say yeah
0: um do you let's see i don't really have a whole ton to uh talk about the um what do you call it well actually oh okay well two things uh the network neutrality stuff and also what's what's your thought on this whole lenovo installing weird spyware
1: Um, well, I guess, so with the net neutrality stuff, I, I don't, I don't really know I have anything to say that hasn't already been said. Um, I don't, this isn't the end of the story probably. I mean, we're going to see lawsuits and continuous debate over whether or not this was the right move. I think though, you know, the, the way that I see it is that the move that was made by, um, you know, bringing this under Title II. Wait, what is that, oh. is that? Is that the right fa- is
0: that the right phrase? I thought you were talking about the Lenovo thing. No, no, right. no, no. Sorry, whoops. Um, yes, the the reclassification of internet services as a telecommunications product under common carrier rather than an information service. Yep. R- right.
1: I think I think the effects of that are not going to be seen for many many years. So, and I think that's where that's where it's going to be where we're going to have a, be- a better understanding of whether or not this was the right move or not.
0: So under what circumstance do you think it's the wrong move?
1: Oh, I I I'm fully in favor of it, so I don't I don't think there is that possibility, but I think having all this debate today about how this is a disaster or how this is the greatest thing ever, I just think I think some of that is premature. I don't think I don't think we know yet.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um, so what, what's the, what's the, I mean, that's, that's about all we have to say there. I don't, I don't, you know, there's been lots and lots written. So, um, what, what's this, uh, what's this
0: Lenovo thing? Did you miss that? Or are you just trying to get me to explain it? Uh,
1: I, I, maybe both. I, I, maybe once you start talking about it, I'll remember,
0: but. Well, so Sam's or Samsung, sorry, everything negative, sorry. Um, <laughs> Lenovo was uh, caught. So there's a company, or like this weird like search technology spyware terribleness. There's a company called that makes a software program called Superfish. That somehow it intercepts your web traffic by falsifying security uh, SSL certificates um, in order to serve you contextual ads for images you're looking for online. So, like, allegedly, if you're, like, searching Google Images for a picture of, like, an antique chair, that it will then suggest where you could buy it. So, basically, it's just, like, more crapware that you can install on a computer, except it intercepts and hijacks trusted security certificates that makes your computer way less safe. Because it kind of invalidates SSL. That
1: That doesn't sound good.
0: And Lenovo um, in, pre-installed it on a lot of their machines because they thought customers would enjoy it. <laughs> and the thing is, they, they had, uh, there was an interview with the New York Times um, where like the, the CMO of um, Lenovo was like, we, we did this in the interest of our customers because whenever we see a value proposition that could benefit them, we jump on it. Rather than just coming out, and I know he can't just say it, but just saying... R- margins are razor thin when you make PC hardware that's a commodity so we got to we got to get it wherever we can and i know he can't say that but to spin it as being like we did this cuz we thought customers might get a benefit out of it is just so disingenuous and awful and the thing is i thought lenovo was kind of the one company that was less crappy than the others like they they purchased the uh the ThinkPad brand from IBM and they were still making good hardware. But I thought they were less into the into the BS than your Dells and your HPs.
1: Yeah, was, you know, wasn't there a thing for a while where some of the manufacturers were
0: offering like Sony used to add a, a $50 CTO option <laughs> where you could um I forget what the euphemism was, but it's uh, like it was it wasn't it was like bloatware free. It was <laughs> right, um yeah. It's up like it was like Windows pristine edition or some nonsense <laughs> like that, but you could pay fifty bucks for them not install a bunch of shit on your computer.
1: Yeah, I, um, you know, from our you 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 likely remember this too from our time in, in in you know retail. It it's just it was amazing the amount of crap that would come on computers and just how how detrimental to the experience it was. But
0: it just. I understand not everybody can afford or d- doesn't see the value. So therefore they don't want to spend money on a good computer, but I just, I can't believe that so many people put up with it, that companies still do it. Yeah. Like I'd assume I, there I, has I to be enough pushback where people like just hate it where they don't want like all like 20 icons on a brand new computer to be on the desktop telling them to go to uh go download this Zynga game or uh, play MafiaVille or try out Norton Internet Security Essentials 2015 Pro for three weeks or or whatever. Like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree.
0: Things are weird. Hmm. All right. Other than that, um... I mean,
1: news-wise, I think that that's you know, um, that's that's the big stuff. Um, unless there's anything else you you want to touch on,
0: I th- no I think that's basically it. You um, threw something in here. It was like uh, apparently there was some in gadget forum piece about thinner phones versus better battery life. Yes. Do you have any thoughts on that? I hope you have the same thought. I
1: yeah, I I would have no problem at all if the iPhone 6 were a bit thicker and had significantly better battery life.
0: Why do you think that won't be the case?
1: I just think that Apple gives a significant amount of priority to form factor. And I think in their opinion, having the thinnest foam possible is the best experience. And as long as they're able to Kind of maintain or slight slightly improve the battery life that they had in the previous generation, they're always going to you know make the choice to to have the phone thinner
0: yeah, that's kind of a bummer yeah because I... I did not think the iphone five s was too thick, and if it left the six that thickness, it would not be a charge everyday kind of device. this apple watch this comparison that you're trying to to make would go very differently.
1: Right. Now, I think um, if, you know, the iPhone 6 were even just thick enough where, like, the camera were flush with the body, and by doing that, you were able to put a bigger battery that gave you a couple of more hours of battery life, that would be awesome. Yep. <clears throat> yep. So, yeah, I, I think that's one of the things that I do pretty just fundamentally disagree with, with the way that Apple sees the priorities. I think, I think, I think. Continuing to improve battery life should have a kind of larger stake in how they make the decisions about form factor and all that.
0: Yeah. <sighs> oh, wow. all right. Um, cool. All right. What else you got? Well, I think I think in terms
1: of news, that's that's probably about it. So, yeah. Um, if you want to get to your couple last little topics that should put us right at about the uh the normal time
0: okay um so a uh, kind of on your recommendation um i got new headphones
1: <laughs> i strike again
0: except no like i like i to my so if i understand it correctly you have the bose bluetooth around ear headphones that's correct which are the exact same as the old around ear headphones, except they have this weird Frankenstein thing on one of the ear cups.
1: Yeah. You you do not buy the, I'm, I'm looking at them on my desk here. You do not buy these for,
0: uh, the, aesthetics. for the fas- for the aesthetics. That's correct. Yes. So I did not go for that because I thought that those were ugly as hell. <laughs> um, and, and things I, I've had those same headphones just without that big thing on the side and they were fine. Um, what I did end up getting was the uh, the Bose um, on-ear Bluetooth headphones, the ones that look like they're actually like like Bluetooth wasn't like this weird afterthought. <laughs> Which no, no offense to the headphones, I'm sure they're very good, but that part just looks really weird.
1: Well, no, so the um, so with the around-ear model, that the weird Bluetooth dongle comes off. You can detach it, and underneath is just a regular headphone jack, so you can use them as regular headphones. So they are—they are literally regular
0: headphones with Bluetooth as an afterthought. And I kind of like that <laughs> just, because it—it it sounds like they were just so begrudgingly making it. They're like, "Fuck it, now just make it make it look weird, and hopefully they won't buy it."
1: <laughs> right. Anyway, can continue with your uh, on-ear
0: impressions. So, so they're fine. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay.
1: Um, yeah, no, they, I mean, they, th- they, they they do seem like a a superior product in every way to the around your model where they look a lot nicer. They're much more compact. They have significantly better battery life.
0: So they look nice. They, um, I have still not had to charge them again. Um, they are rated at 15 hours battery life and I've had them for like a week and, um, nope, they, they're still chugging along. Um, a couple things about them. They, uh, have media control playback buttons on them. Which which is very very nice. You can skip tracks. You can play pause. Adjust well, they, the volume. The, the
1: the around ear headphones do too.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: Um, they can pair to
0: two things at once. Uh, they, the is... the around ear one can too. Cool. Um, and I, I really wish they folded flat like the around ears, but they don't.
1: Right, um, the
0: around ears don't really fold flat. Like, do the ear cups turn 90 degrees entirely? Like, that's what I was hoping Uh, for.
1: If if my my microphone were in its regular boom, I could try right
0: now, but I don't think I could do that one-handed. Like, they get very small, and and I enjoy that. Yeah. And overall, the sound quality is probably the best I've ever heard for Bluetooth headphones. I still think they sound worse than almost any wired headphone. Right. But they sound way better for Bluetooth. They don't leak a ton of sound, which is nice because I, I generally don't enjoy everybody around me list- like I don't like visiting my musical tastes on other people <laughs> sure like I, I really dislike people who do do that mm-hmm. um, and yeah they're fine um, yeah I mean they're they're fine. What, so what did They is, can that one thing that I was surprised about that I didn't realize or I didn't think they would do is that you can still plug a wired headphone jack into them and use them if you're out of power or if you just don't want to use Bluetooth. The only problem is that they don't sound better when they're wired. It sounds kind of just as crappy. Hmm. Which I mean and it's and it's not bad, it's just not as good. So what did you um What did you get these for? I I thought I
1: remember you saying that when I was describing my purchase of the around your model, how, you know, because you don't really have a a commute like I do on public transit, how you didn't really have a particular need for something like this. So what, what, what did you buy these for?
0: Um, I, I, the whole, again, this is me going all in on the iPad thing is just that like they would be. Very nice. Like if I was going and if I was just gonna go like work outside or do something like that, um, there was no cable dangling off the iPad, and it was a just m- a much more comfortable way to work, and more kind of like noise isolating, rather than earpods, and they've served that purpose. And I like because I guess the the nice headphones I've had before never left the house just because they were kind of like a, a huge pain to deal with, because of the wired nature of them.
1: Yeah, I think um I think that's what did it for me too where when I got a taste of good Bluetooth headphones with the Powerbeats 2 wireless headphones. Once you get kind of used to that, the idea of having a cable
0: becomes really annoying. Well, the thing for me is I um I do not like using the the Bose headphones when I'm walking around. Because I think they like maybe I walk strangely, but um like your footsteps translate and it just sounds weird. So mm. like if I was going for a walk around the neighborhood or something, I would probably still take my ear pods. I think they're fantastic when you're seated and they're easy enough to like move around in, but I would not want to wear them as I'm walking around. Interesting. You don't get any of that? No. No. Maybe that's just on ear versus around ear. Maybe. So, that yeah, like so vibrations move differently.
1: What what do you find um what do you find with the fit? You you like it?
0: I think they're good. I think just like my other Bose headphones, if you wear them for like more than an hour or two at a time, they get a bit uncomfortable Mm. where you have to take a little bit of a break from them. Um, But other than that, they're they're fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I have the Quiet Comfort 15 and I I wear those pretty much all the time when I'm at work. So I'll have them on for, you know, a couple of hours continuously easily and yeah, no, no problem. And I think it's because of the around ear fit. I just, I just think that's for me, at least other than, you know, earbuds, of course, um, that that's the only type of fit, <clears throat> excuse me, that I can have where I don't start to feel uncomfortable after even like, you know, with a couple of, um, like, um, Beats headphones that I tried, even after like 45 minutes, they were starting to get noticeably uncomfortable
0: yeah and I also did try the um the beats solo two wireless and also the studios, which were both supposed to be kind of the competing ones and yeah I didn't care for the fit or the sound quality or the style
1: yeah those are the uh, those are the two that i tried and um um
0: yeah i I thought
1: for sure that the studio headphones would be more comfortable because those are advertised as being in a round ear model. But I I don't know if I just have big ears, but they didn't go all the way around my ear like these Bose headphones do. So.
0: Yeah. So overall, I give them, sorry, are we working off a 10 point scale or a five star model?
1: Uh, Let's do a five star model.
0: I would say say they get a solid three and a half. Okay. I enjoy them but i I guess I'm really bummed that they they're not good for walking around with
1: that's interesting I wonder um I wonder if that's just something that you're extra sensitive to or if it really is just the on ear fit that's just kind of what happens
0: yeah anyway if if they ever uh, reevaluate and make a nice Bluetooth around ear um, that's maybe more designed with Bluetooth in mind first um I'd be very very interested in trying that out mm-hmm.
1: Um. You said, did you have another another small topic?
0: Um. I think that's mainly it. Okay. And also, House of Cards is back. Oh yeah. How? Uh, and House... also, uh, Better Call Saul, which I've I'm I've, now caught up on. Ooh. Ooh. So you you take your pick. I have only seen one episode of House of Cards.
1: Okay. So we yeah we won't talk about. I'm I'm like nine episodes in to House of Cards. So we we won't talk about that. Um, Better Call Saul,
0: though. What do you think? I enjoy it. Like to be honest like the whole the stuff with his brother, I kind of don't really care about like i understand how it what- like exactly like what it moves the story along for like with his relation to um the other law firm but it it's not like his whole condition isn't doing it for me if that makes any sense it's it's a even
1: by vince gilligan's standards it's a it's a little out there.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't say it's cheesy, but, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I I just kind of, like, feel like I can tune out most of those
1: scenes. It could end up becoming a more meaningful part of the story. But, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, for as kind of quirky as Breaking Bad was and as this show has been, th- this is even further out there. Yeah. So,
0: anyway, well, spoilers uh, ahead. Oh, sure. But, yes, yes. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it after like the like the two Tuco episodes, I didn't think were the best. I think now we're really getting into kind of where I think the story will get good in that we saw um, a lot more about. Um, God, what's the name? Uh, Mike, right? So you saw how he helped out with the case with the um like that that one, the, the embezzling family. Mm hmm. Um, which was very good, and also you see him getting in trouble with, or how like the police are coming after him for whichever like unsolved murder or something. Like it it happened actually rather quickly towards the end of the last episode, but I forget why the police are there specifically.
1: Um, at Mike's house. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't think we know. That's the. That was kind of the cliffhanger.
0: Well, I think like well, we watched the previews, and it got cut off by TiVo. Oh, so. I yeah, I, I didn't I didn't see the previews. Okay, um, but yeah, I I am looking forward to seeing how the Mike and Saul partnership uh, comes about.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think overall, I I had fairly low expectations going in, just because you know it's a spinoff and didn't really seem that long after Breaking Bad and everything, but. It it's been fantastic. Bob Odenkirk is, I think, is is great. Um, similar to Breaking Bad, the show is shot beautifully. Just some of the small things they do cinematically, it just makes the show so much better than it would be otherwise. I think. Um, and it's um, I think it's a really unique blend of humor and kind of darkness you know it's it kind of goes back and forth between those two things even more so than breaking bad i mean breaking bad had comedic elements but definitely skewed a little bit more on the serious side whereas this you know this show kind of blends the two a bit more and i think that's really that's really interesting i think it's really hard to do and i think they do it real
0: well yeah because um, it has the right amount of, like, uh, suspense and kind of, like, frightfulness and also, like, your optimism for whoever, like, the protagonist is. I, I I don't know. He has a very good way of telling stories. And I think it's still kind of feeling itself out of how it wants to approach these types of things. But I think it's getting there. And it's, it's going to be a very good show.
1: Yeah. And I, I do hope that, you know, obviously introducing Tuco in the was second episode or whatever... It's kind of like, to me, a little bit of a red flag, like, oh, geez, this show is just going to be a bunch of callbacks to Breaking Bad, but um, you know, um th- these next couple of episodes have, have gone in a very different direction, so I, I kind of hope that's the way they continue to go. I mean, I think having little Easter eggs here and there is fine, but I hope the show really does just try to become its own thing, mm-hmm. and I think
0: it will, but... Yeah, because I mean, I think people have to remember that the first uh, six episodes of Breaking Bad were actually not not great.
1: I mean, I think there's a there's a pretty big sentiment that really the first two seasons really weren't that great. And I, you know, I think that's a fair argument,
0: particularly compared to the later seasons. I mean, I think it it got way better, but I think like beginning season two, it it really found its footing. And they were they were really showing the or trying to strike a balance between focusing on the severity of like Walt's condition. With how he was going to support his his like medical bills and stuff, I think they they that balance went to a better place beginning season two, right. and then just by the nature of where the story went, it became a lot more compelling, like season three and beyond.
1: Hey, this this show got off to a stronger start than Breaking Bad did, I think. Most definitely. Yeah. So a, pl- a pleasant surprise. I was not uh, was not anticipating having this show become part of the regular rotation but it's i think currently it's the show that i most look forward to each week
0: yeah um and well and your uh your favorite show turn got renewed for a second season it's
1: well it, back um, well I, I'm, I'm sorry to sorry to have to um correct you but it actually has a new title now
0: <laughs> what is it
1: called it's called turn America's Spies or something like that. What is it? I have to look this I remember up. It, was I like I... The, it, was,
0: it was something like Tales of America's First Spy Ring. It had like the world's longest name.
1: Well, but that was, um, yeah, it Turn it's Turn, colon, Washington Spies. And the, for the first season, it was just called Turn. And it, it did have that phrase you just mentioned, but that was more of like a tagline. But now this whole Washington Spies thing is part of the official title. I don't recall a show ever doing that—changing title in between seasons.
0: Yeah, it, it's a show that has that I have zero interest that in. Doesn't, so not, that doesn't—that doesn't
1: seem like a uh, good sign. Yeah, so I'm not going to really touch that. No. Um, and we have uh, we have Mad Men coming back, and it's only six
0: episodes. Thankfully, yeah. Right? Yeah. Good.
1: There's this is good um,
0: riddance to that show. I'm sorry. We'll see. It kind of overstayed its welcome.
1: With the yeah, with the way that they split up this last season, and then I like think they they try to make
0: four seasons out of two, and the story like, ugh.
1: and then they went on a pretty big break. They got hit by the writer strike right early on. So I think there I'm was not kind sure of a... they did. It's it
0: started in like 2008 or nine, didn't maybe,
1: it? Maybe they just missed that. Yeah. I, I thought I thought it, no. You know what? No, it wasn't the writer strike. They were they were having a dispute with. Um, Matthew Weiner, right? Because there was some huge break between seasons, like well, it was like over a year between what, like seasons three and four. Yeah, there, there, there was some, there, right. there was some big gap, and I think that that was another big part of why the show seems maybe a little long in the tooth now.
0: Yeah, I think I think they've taken Don's character as far as it needs to go, yeah. and I'm, I'm I, I'll, I'll watch it. I hope I hope it caps out what has been an impressive show, but yeah. He's kind of a bad person, and I'm kind of just overseeing his antics. No, and and Peggy is is not much to root for anyway. It's all about Joan. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. We're about to enter that magical time of the year where uh, it's Mad Men and Game of Thrones both on Sunday evening.
0: Big fan of that. I'm a I'm a partial fan of half of that. <laughs>
1: All right man. Well, it's uh I think it's probably a little over an hour after all the editing is said and done, but uh looking <laughs> forward to this whole thing up. Yeah, yeah, we'll cu- we'll cut most of this out. Um but mu- very much looking forward to hearing about your iPad experiences next week. Yes sir. And um I have a feeling we're going to be talking about the Apple Watch a lot.
0: Yes. And again, as sincerest apologies for uh, this week's audio quality
1: oh you know the list, the listeners understand we wanted to we wanted to make this as authentic as possible,
0: yeah.